to the moon child and i'm coming with you with episode number 50 episode 50 50 episodes it's been a long journey it's been a long journey i'm honest being honest when i was around like the 15th episode i did not think i'll make it this far i was in a completely different mind space i would say around the summertime, around the summertime, you know, this whole 2020 year, and, you know, I didn't know how long I'd be able to continue this thing, I didn't think I was, like, fully motivated, I didn't think I can keep on going, and to see that we're on episode 50, it just, you know, it's a huge accomplishment, and it doesn't mean it's the end, there's a lot to go, but I definitely want to take this episode a little bit, you know, to kind of introduce this one, just kind of celebrate a little bit, you know, embrace the journey, just enjoy the journey and I'm trying to just enjoy all the moments of it, you know? I started this podcast last year, March 2020. I remember it was March 1st, I believe, when I made the episode. And March 14th or March 12th, whenever the day was when everything went down, when I was at the Pelicans versus Kings game and shut down and then my school shut down and had to go home and our lives just changed in an instant second like that. And now we're sitting here a year and two months later on May 18th. Shout out to my homegirl, Trisha. It's her birthday today. Got to see a good friend. I haven't seen her in a while. Went to had a cool little lunch today, but it's May 18th and I'm coming with you. It's 11.22 at night. Coming with you with episode 50. And just going back to why I started this, you know, I'm not the biggest social media guy. Uh, I don't, I guess I haven't really put myself out there as far as, you know, the new media ways. Uh, Podcasting is obviously a developing thing that's getting very popular. And, you know, people rather listen to podcasts than, than music. And it's obviously a form of expression. This had been a way for me to express myself, talk about what I like, and kind of open, you know, my life up to to people that's willing to listen. Um, I'm definitely showing a lot of vulnerability. Y'all are getting to see a version of myself that I'm putting out there, and I would say it's truly myself. It's truly myself. I'm not out here faking nothing. I'm being myself, talking sports, talking about my life, and I'm fully content with that. So, as far as that, I've been having a good time expressing myself the way I like to, formulating my opinions, giving my predictions about things, just talking about the game, talking about my life, all that stuff. And 
this journey, this little experience so far, this little chapter of my life. Who knows how long I'm going to be able to do this. I'm not getting paid. I don't think I have more than 20 listeners. But that's not really the point of this. It's really to kind of get accustomed of talking onto a microphone, hopefully, you know, with dreams and aspirations of being a broadcaster one day or shoot, even having a radio show. Who knows what holds me, holds my future, whether it's becoming a teacher um, or coming a coach one day, mentor in a way, radio, broadcasting, shoot, even TV, flight attendant. Who knows what this will take me? Who knows? But as far as right now, this is the Moonchild Podcast. And we already know how like I came up with this, you know, as a cancer sign. Birthday is on 4th of July. It's coming up very soon. We're turning big 21 this year. But the reason I go by the moon child because of my cancer sign and we're known as the moon child. And I like to say I'm the moon child. Not because I have main character energy, but just based on the readings that I've experienced. I love the idea of me being a moon child and having this connection with the moon. And I do feel like I have this connection with the moon. It's been very special on a personal level that y'all want to understand. So, that's why I'm the Moon Child, and it's the Moon Child Podcast. And growing up, a little, you know, a little thing, I was always in the car. I was with those kids. I was always in the car where my dad was always going on these errands. It's always errands. Who knows what these errands are? You know, we'll end up in places that I won't really touch or explain. But I'm always in the car, and my dad was always listening to, like, you know, slow jams, 102.1, 102.9, KMEX, and R&B. A lot of, just a lot of R&B and slow songs. And I remember Keith Sweat kind of, like, hosting these late-night shows on Sunday night. What well, was dangerous, because he would be able to talk and soothe you in such a chill way that I admired. And it was suited to sleep. There was times where I might just catch my dad falling asleep while driving. But he had this thing called the Quiet Storm, and he'd be like, "This is Keith Sweat," and now you're now listening to the Quiet Storm. And then they have some little rain in the background. I just thought it was hella dope in a way, and I kind of incorporate this podcast to my own little way to just create a nice little vibe and express the way, express myself in a way that I want to. That's coming from my voice. You know, you're feeling. Hopefully, you're feeling my passion, my my interests, you know? So that's that's pretty much the kind of like the reason why I set up the podcast the way I do with the breathing at first and then you are now listening to the moon child. Uh, if it, I, mean, I do that every intro, you can go look at every single episode. I started the same way by doing this. <sighs> you are now... Listen to the moon child. Start like that every time th- every time. And that's officially my thing. And I'm proud of my thing. So honestly, kind of rambled a little bit, but I just I'm just happy to be at 50. I just want to talk about the reasons why I started and why I'm doing this. And I think it's important to keep that in my mind to keep this thing going. And I really enjoy the support from everybody or my friends, or even hopefully, you know. None of, some of my non-friends are listen, be able to get a chance to listen to this or, you know, people from around the world. You never know. You never know who's listening. 
but anybody that listens to this, you know, someday, whether it's the future or, you know, who knows? It could, you know, these going to keep it on these this platform. Who knows who's listened to this on two years fast forward? You never know. Never know. I'm thinking about putting this on YouTube. I have to get off of Podbean, so there will be some changes with that. But, yeah, I plan to be here, and we're going to keep this thing going. So... As far as what I'm going to talk about in my episode today, the season is officially over. Last time I recorded was last Thursday. I have been very busy with work. Got a new job, by the way. I've been very happy at my new job. So we're doing different two jobs, and we're keeping that grind going. But I really wanted to, you know, get myself together and be able to have a nice special 50th episode. But as far as my Kings did, that game where I was talking about what we have to do, you know, we have to win the next three games or... And then the Spurs have to lose the last three games. Well, we lost our first game. So, you know, all that went out the water and we were just eliminated for the playoffs. So we are not going to the playoffs for the 15th straight year. It's okay, though. I, me being biased, I had them trying to become an eighth seed this year. All my playoff teams were correct except for my team, of course, not going to the playoffs. And as far as the Eastern side, for surely got the Hawks. I for surely got the Knicks wrong. I thought the Raptors would have a better season. And I thought the Bulls would have like more of a breakout year, kind of like what the Knicks did. But they did not. I had the Wizards. I had the Wizards in the playoffs, but they had just lost the playing game, which we'll get into later. But as far as the Kings, they didn't make it to the playoffs for the 15th year. And if I'm kind of just recapping what the season has been like, y'all heard my episodes, whoever has been listening to my episodes. It's been a roller coaster. It's been a straight roller coaster. This team has definitely showed me some things that will get me so hyped up. And then they showed me some things where I just can't get excited and I can't even sit there and watch a game. It's been a roller coaster season. We had three two or three winning game, you know, three multiple game win streaks where we can win four or five games, six games in a row, especially against good teams as well. You know, we sweep teams like the Mavericks. We swept the uh, the Nuggets as well. Played very good against the Clippers. Played very good uh, against who we play. Who else we play? We played against. We played pretty good against Eastern Conference teams. But you know, there's some stretches where we just lose against bad teams. You know, lose back to back games versus the Pistons and Timberwolves. So it's been an up and down year. Now, realistically, you know, me being biased, I thought this team could be an eight seed. Now, but if everyone, if you ask anybody else or, you know, other people's prediction that are non-Kings fans, they've seen this Kings being in 12th or 13th place. And that was, that was the reality of it. But what they showed this year is that there is promise. There is definitely promise for the future. And, of course, starting with Tyrese Halliburton, our rookie draft pick, who was the steal of the draft, obviously, we finally won a draft, I, be, I believe. Uh, the Timberwolves and Hornets selected who they were supposed to select, but there is no better value that we got. There is no better. There is no better value pick than what we got, and we got a top, a top five rookie, top three arguably rookie, honestly top three rookie, at twelve. So if you ask anybody or ask me, if you use, if you go by that logic, we won the draft. Simple as that. Getting guys like Jemias Ramsey and Robert Woodard in the late rounds was also, we'll see what they are able to prove next year. But 
We have a promising future, and Tyreek showed he's a stud. Him and Fox, they're going to be special together. I truly believe that. Also, having a guy like Terrence Davis and Metsu. Terrence Davis is a priority to keep. Um, he's a restricted free agent. I believe that Monty McNair knows that he's a priority to keep. And then also, which is amazing, Metsu, um, he can kind of do the same things that Rashawn Holmes was bringing to the table. And he has a nice little jump shot as well, brings good energy. And he can play the four and the five. Um, depending on what lineup we're going with. And it's nice to have him back and see how much better he can get. So, as I said before, we finished in 12th place. Record was 31-41 and 41 in 72 games. So we're projected, because there's two other teams that had the same exact record. That is the Raptors. No, no, that is the Bulls and that is the Pelicans. So right now we're projected the 8th to 10th pick. Um, I hope we can find a way to trade up to six. I would really like if we were at six or fifth in the draft. You know, probably move up a couple spots, send Bagley or whatever. But I think getting Scotty Barnes or Jonathan Kuminga um, to fall with us, talk fall to us, I think that would be the third piece that we could need, you know, to really start getting things happening. But we're going to have to see how the draft goes. We're never going to know what pick we have because – the great thing about the NBA, in my opinion, that there is a draft lottery. You know, it punishes teams for tanking, and you never know. A team from 8, 9, or whatever, 10, can jump up to number 1. I mean, look how the Pelicans end up getting Zion. They had no business against Zion Williamson, but they did. The ball fell their way. So we're going to have to see if the ball falls our way or not. Um, but i got to definitely do some more research on some more of the prospects. But the ones that I would like to mention is obviously Evan Mobley. I think he's the best prospect. Scotty Barnes, uh, he's a guy that I want on my team. Namus Queda is going to be the biggest sleeper. I think he might rise into lottery, honestly. He started off as a second late, late second rounder. Now he's moved up to um, early second rounder. But I think all that defensive potential, look his name, Portuguese. Namus Queta from Utah State. I think he's the next center that every team is going to want. You know, Jared Allen, Mitchell Robinson type. You know, the rim protecting, running the floor, good energy, protecting the rim and guarding multiple positions. This guy, you type of guy you want. So we're going to see how the draft treats us, but that's, you know, down the road. As far as looking forward, we got to address the free agents. So, you know, we're sitting there. Number one, we got Rashawn Holmes, and we had him for these past two years. Bro was only making five. Not only, but he's making $5 million a year. Uh, definitely, he was playing way above from what he was getting paid. So he should be, honestly, you know, he's going to do the best for himself and get the best deal for him. Now it's the GM's job to be able to make sure the money is right with the team and make sure he's getting a fair deal. And I don't think that both sides are going to be able to agree based on the situation that we're in. I think Rashawn Holmes is a great, great six man. I think he's a great six-man, but as a starting center, he just has physical advantages that I don't think a starting center has. And when it comes to Jokic, Embiid, Vucevic, all those guys was able to get 40 on us easily, easily. So I think him as a six-man in Montrez Harrell role would be more beneficial, and he can also play the four as well. But if there's a team that's willing to give him that, you know, like with Christian Wood money, he's going to take it. So we're going to have to see how that goes. I am not opposed to having him back, but I feel like there's some other people, if we're talking about a free agent to take care of, 
A guy that I'm focused on is Terrence Davis. When you bring him back, I am worried that a team will offer him something that, you know, we're going to have to match. I hope we match any offer. If it gets to the point where a team is offering like $10 million for two years or whatever, we have to match it. I want to make sure he's a priority to bring back. I like what Terrence Davis brings. He's not super – he hasn't been super efficient this year. There's some games where he just has some off games, like the last game of the season or no, second last game of the season. Bro went for like two for 18, but he plays defense. And honestly, he keeps shooting them with confidence. I have no problem with that. You're going to be on the floor if you play competitive defense, and that's what he does. Um, not only that he can be a 3 and D guy, you know, he's slashed to the basket, but he has a point guard background as well. So he has a good feel for the game where he's able to play make for others when he needs to. And he's honestly a perfect guy to have like as a secondary or tri-terry playmaker. And that's always important to have extra playmakers. Makes the game way easier when you got guys that are comfortable dribbling the ball and making plays for others under composure. So I would love to bring him back. I think he's the biggest priority, which is reason why, uh, you know, it's important to not, uh, to not overpay for Rashawn Holmes, especially when you still got to deal with Buddy and Barnes. And we'll get that to in a second. But another unrestricted free agent is Mo Harkless. If we can get him for the minimum or the cheap, Bring him back. He brought a lot of edginess. He brought a lot of competitiveness. And, you know, he brings defensive versatility where you can play the three and the four as well. Um, kind of like a media, he just, he's kind of like a Harrison Barnes, but he doesn't have the offensive skill that Harrison Barnes possesses. But as far as a defensive end, he's a good guy to have, a good vet, and a good bench player to, you know, have him coming off the bench. I like what Mo Harkless brought ever since he'd been on the team. And he could have been out the league if he didn't play well with us. And, Took advantage of his opportunity, brought something good that we can build upon. Hassan Whiteside let him walk. He was barely even playing. We couldn't find no lineups for him. It was just like a eh, whatever. You know, he came in some gave me some good minutes or whatever. Just wasn't consistent. Just gotta move off of him. We got we got Damian Jones now, so let him walk and he's gonna have to figure it out with another team in the league. And then Kyle Guy, I don't really care. Bring him back, fine. You let him go, it doesn't really matter. We have a lot of guard depth right now. You already know what I'm focused on, and that's big man. But as far as those are our only free agents that we're dealing with, you know, Rashawn Holmes, Harkless, Whiteside, all unrestricted, and Terrence Davis and Kyle Guy, both restricted. So as far as, you know, those are the guys that we can let go for free, and hopefully Terrence Davis don't go nowhere. So as far as the trade pieces, you know, we do have some trade pieces. It's going to be interesting. I think, buddy, this might be the last season with the team. I think just letting Tyrese and Fox, let it. let's just get that shit started now. I don't think Buddy wants to come off the bench. We're paying him $24 million, so it's going to be interesting who, who's going to be a suitor. But his three-point shooting is valuable, so I'm pretty sure a team will bite on it, especially if they have a little bit of cap space. You know, he's been a top-10 shooter in this league, so... There should be a team that wants him, that wants to get over the hump. Hopefully he gets himself in a championship contending situation and can help a championship team. I don't, I wouldn't, I'm not going to hate on his success. I think he's played a lot of games, you know, not, not necessarily the way I liked it, but he's played every game. He's, you know, brought a, a certain aspect of the game that keeps us in games with his three-point shooting. Uh, obviously, I have issues with his defense, but... You know, he's, we, we traded Boogie for him. He didn't, he wasn't a complete bust. But was he Zach Levine? Was he 
Victor Oladipo, no, he wasn't. He wasn't an all-star or nothing. But he he balled out. He he be balling out. And he, he he got himself a bag here. And, you know, I think it's just time to move on. Simple as that. As far as Bagley, it's another situation where it's time to move on. We can get the best value of him possible. Uh, I think Bagley can be a, easily a 20-10 and 10 guy. I've been constantly saying that. Just didn't know how bad he was on defense. It's going to be interesting to see if we keep him or not. Uh, I would love to get a first-round pick for him or, like I said, a sign-and-trade with Jared Allen. I think that's the that's the go-to move if, if the Cavs are in a position to draft Evan Mobley. You know, give us Jared Allen. We'll give you Bagley. Uh, we'll, give ba we'll, we'll give Jared Allen the sign-and-trade thing, and I think we should go that way. But as far as with Bagley, I would like to trade him for that rim protector center. That we desperately need. I think we've got plenty of offense. I think with Tyrese and Fox being in the game at all times, they're gonna make big man's jobs easier. We just need to hold up on the defensive end. And I think that's the most important thing. So Buddy and Bagley in the trade, I hope we can package them. Uh, that's the main trade pieces I would like to see and see what we can get for them. And then obviously Harrison Barnes, but you already know how I feel about Harrison Barnes. That's I really want to keep him. I want to keep Harrison Barnes. He's brought nothing but good things for us. He's brought nothing but good things for us. Nothing but good things. So, I, you already know about his versatility, his leadership, and his experience. So, I think Harrison Barnes would be a guy that we, we should keep. But his contract is iffy and it could be tradable, especially how good he was last season to see what type of value we can get out of him. And also depending on who we draft. You know, if we get Kuminga, we're not going to need Barnes no more. So it all depends. As far as what we're looking forward to, we're looking in the, we're looking forward to De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton for year two. I'm ready to get that shit going. Tyrese is going to have a full year under his belt. You got Fox is going to be coming to year five, and he just gets better and better every single year. You never know. He might fuck around and average 30 next year. Who knows? Because it became that much easier for him to score in the paint. So another year in Fox and Tyrese's belt. And then their second year be able to play together. I think that's it's gonna be a nice it's gonna be a nice thing to see. And we got young guys like um Robert Woodard, we got Justin James, Lewis King, hopefully we bring back Terrence Davis, Jemias Ramsey, Metsu, Damian Jones. So we got all those guys coming back um uh, with another year under their belt. So it's gonna be see interesting to see who you know breaks out and comes a regular in the rotation, whether it's off the bench or maybe even potentially becoming a starter one day. You know, you see how Justin James just started. He dropped thirty one in one of the games, and Lewis King dropped twenty seven in these games versus the Grizzlies. So it's, it seems like we got some interesting talent, young talent that um, can, that we can build around with Fox and Halliburton. So as far as making additions, you already know what my addition is. Just rim protection, please. A defensive anchor. More defense. Just competitive defense, please. Let us stay on the court where we can actually get defensive rebounds and not give up so many easy buckets. We cannot be nowhere near as bad as we was this year on defense going into another year under the Monte McNair era. We cannot. It's not possible. It shouldn't be possible, and it shouldn't be allowed. It should be illegal to even have a team out there playing that bad of defense. It should be illegal. If we can get that solid rim protector to make 
just to make things easier on defense, that defensive threat, you know, have an all-NBA defender type guy, this team could really go to the next level. I think offensively this team can be is already special. When we're in the fast break, there is no better fast break player than De'Aaron Fox. He has that Russell Westbrook ability. So if we can get in the fast break, the way we get on fast breaks is by getting stops. And when we wasn't getting stops, we couldn't get in the fast break as much as we like like to. So once we start getting more stops, it's going to be hard to stop us. You know, we got Tyrese and De'Aaron Fox in transition. And we got all these lengthy wings as well. It's going to be hard to stop them in transition. So rim protection, man. It's just we can add some rim protection. We'll be solid, man. I swear we'll be solid. And then the last thing is also with Luke Walton. Luke Walton is year three. They announced that they're going to go with another year of Luke Walton. And I have no problem with it. You know, when I'm sitting there and watching the Kings, not, you know, if I had to pick what makes me more frustrated, whether it's Buddy Heald or Luke Walton's rotations, it's Buddy Heald. What makes me more frustrated, Bagley or Luke Walton, Bagley. So, obviously, I don't, this team wasn't projected to make the playoffs. I think another year under Monty's, Monty's belt, you see the type of trades that he made at the trade deadline. We're going to see what he does with another draft and another offseason. And we're going to see how he is as a GM for real. And going into this year, too, if if we start off looking bad, then Luke probably got to go. But firing another coach in two years is not going to do anything. There's been more organizational problems than coaching problems. There's been more roster talent problems than coaching problems. So let's really build this talent up. The players came out and said that they trust him. They like him. And if you don't go off of their word... I have no problem with not fi- with not firing him. Given year three, I have no problem with that. Hearing the, the confidence that the players are coming out with, you know, that's all you can ask for. If they fuck with him, all right, we're going to see how this works going into a game. Because, you know, you watch the Suns, you watch the Jazz, not the Jazz. You watch the Suns, you watch the Hawks, you watch the Knicks. You see them turn around. It's time for us to make it to that turnaround. Yes, we're in the Western Conference, but... We have to make a leap, you know. We we shouldn't be having no negative rec- try to go for no negative record. Let's let's really start winning some games, you know. We this team has proved it, and with Luke Walton coaching, this team has proved that they can win game multiple games in a row. He was the coach of that Warriors team when they started off twenty four and zero when when Steve Kerr was having back issues. So, you know, I'm not gonna give up on Luke Walton. I don't like the narrative around him because he coached for the Lakers, he coached LeBron, and. You know, when you're involved with LeBron and things don't go LeBron's way, you're damn near an enemy to the whole NBA world. So, as far as that, I have no problem with Luke Walton year three. I have no problem with giving him another shot. We're going to see how this goes, and I'm excited for the next year. I'm excited for the offseason. But as far as right now, we're in the play-in season. And when I got off of work, I was, I was watching the games as well at work. We had the Celtics beat the Wizards, and then we also had the Pacers smash the Hornets. It didn't seem like the Hornets wanted to be in the playoffs. And tomorrow, we got the Spurs and Grizzlies and the highly anticipated Warriors versus Lakers. I got 30 on that game. I got the Warriors. I'm going to need Wardell Curry to go wah-wah and go crazy. 
That's a very exciting matchup. It's definitely a matchup I want to see. I got to touch on that Clippers situation real quick. Now, the Clippers lost to the Thunder when they could have secured the three seed. I wanted the Clippers to get that three seed. That way, they can just play the Lakers right there in the second round. If the Lakers beat the Warriors, play this, you know, beat the Suns in the first round, then boom, we got Lakers, Clippers in the second round. But for them to play against each other, it has to be in the Western Conference Finals. So it's going to be real interesting. I'll talk about playoff talk in my next episode. But right now, we're in the play in and we're finishing out this final seeding and stuff like that. And I can't wait for this Warriors and Lakers matchup. You got Steph versus LeBron. It's always going to be a good one. And it's a one-game series to get the seventh seed and avoid playing another basketball game. So it's going to be something to look forward to. I think it's going to be a very exciting one. And it's a lot. Of, it's a lot on the line. Uh, I don't think neither. I don't think the Jazz. I don't think the Lakers want to play against the Jazz in the first round. And the Warriors don't want to play the Jazz in the first round. They'd rather play the Suns. So it's going to be a very interesting one. As I said before. I think Steph Curry is the best player in the world, and I truly believe that he's going to prove that tomorrow night. So as far as that, I'm going to end this episode here. Like I said before, it's episode 50. I'm glad to make it this far, but this is not the finish line. This is a marathon, not a race. We're going to see how this thing goes, and hopefully we can get to 100 soon. I'm greatly, I'm honestly grateful definitely blessed uh, for people that listen to this just being in the position that I am you know I've I've been very lucky I feel like I've been very 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 lucky you know there's a lot of homeless people out there there's a lot of bad shit going on in the world today you think about what's going on in Palestine I even be treated as humans there's a lot to be grateful for there's a lot more you know I don't want to be Sound like that guy and be like, oh, you know, other people who got it harder and stuff. Obviously, you got the shit that you're going through as well. But think about the things that you do got and try to value the things you do got more than the values of things that you don't have. You know, whether it's, you can be, whether you value material things, think about the material things that you do got. You know, your life situation, what you got going on. Kind of just enjoy the journey of your life. That's my only advice. Enjoy the journey of it. And I honestly enjoyed the journey to this 50th episode. I can truly say, I can truly say that. I can truly say that I enjoyed this journey so far. So, it's late. I gotta get up early in the morning. But yeah, we're here with episode 50. I hope y'all have a blessed night, blessed day, morning whatever it is, and keep it pushing. Just keep it pushing. Don't stop. You're closer. You're closer to what you're trying to get to um, than you're getting, what am I trying to say? My bad, my bad, y'all. You're getting closer to where you're trying to get to by keeping, you know, by still going at it. When you stop, you're getting further. You know, you're going further, so... Why not just keep going towards your goal or whatever you're striving to? Just keep it going. So, yeah, I'm going to end it here. Like I said before, bless morning, bless night, bless evening, whatever it is.
just keep it pushing. So I'm a peace out with this. Peace.